Very good. Very good. You know something? No soup for you. Come back. One year. Next. What's up, everyone? Oh, man. That's a clip from Seinfeld's No Soup for You, uh, the Soup Nazi episode. So funny. One of the best shows ever written. Shout out to all the great writers who are on strike. Forcing us all to watch baking shows. Oh man, happy Friday. Um, I may release the Friday episode early. Um, just a couple housekeeping items. Uh, today, if you're... If you live in the New York Tri-State area, you'll know today was pretty hellish uh, as far as just getting around. Uh, we had a lot of rain very fast, and I guess our infrastructure isn't as good as it used to be, and it was just flooding everywhere. Most of my morning through midday was spent in a car believe it or not, just trying to get from Wall Street area up to like the Google headquarter area by Chelsea. If you know New York, you know on a mile uh, basis, it's like literally three miles. So to get there and back took me almost half the day. It was a hellish day. Um, and just like all basic services were not working. There was flooding everywhere. Um, trains were not working. Buses were not working. It was a mess. Uh, but I digress. Um, let's jump into it. I have notes, but they're not as tight and concise as usual. So I'm going to do a little bit of winging it today. Uh, but I will try to get done in time under 15 minutes so let's go ahead and take a look at breath real quick um, we had 69 new highs and 263 new lows not as bad as the last two sessions where we had like close to 700 plus new lows but still pretty negative we have about 79% of shares trading under its 50-day moving average and 41% were advancing and 53% were declining for the Friday session. Now to give you a little bit more context you know when you watch the news it'll say oh you know they'll just give you empirical numbers like the Dow was down 158 points, the Nasdaq was up 18 points and the S&P was down 11 points. Doesn't sound too bad. But it was pretty bad. Um, we gapped up before the open. Like it was setting to gap up basically. We lost a little bit of steam at the open. But we were still opened up very big on the NASDAQ especially. And the S&P. And um, we kind of bled out the whole day. The high was the open. Remember I used to talk about how 9.30 the open that marks the low of the day and we just march higher well the complexion has changed we gapped up we opened high and we bled out pretty much 
the whole day. Um, I actually, if you follow me on Substack uh, Notes, I actually um, shared a note late because I was stuck in this madness of, of this torrential monsoon. Uh, I had marked a line um, <laughs> in between a red light, uh, waiting at a red light this morning of on the ES 4335 and I had marked that on the on my chart on my phone right at the open like 940 and the reason why I marked that line was if you go back to yesterday's high volume area uh, or what I call the high volume node just eyeballing it was around that 4335 it's also close to a Fibonacci number I believe but it was yesterday's high volume and I felt if breath does not pick up to the upside for buying volume because of everything that happened in the past few sessions the past few weeks we're at the risk of a sell-off right uh, and sure enough um, we went down to 43.35 and broke it and we kept going into the recent channel that we've been developing we tried to bounce uh, into the close, but that failed, and the, the rally or the bounce went up to that 43.35 number where it failed. So when I say I watch high volume nodes, it's not 100% guaranteed, but if you can start to spot these areas of congestion looking at a chart, you start to get a sense of where that magnet is pulling from. Um, so yeah, when you look at the, you know, end of day numbers, it wasn't that bad, but when you take a look at the complexion of the day's trading and how we gapped up, opened strong and bled out the whole day, that's not good. The fact that everything was red basically other than the Magnificent 5, so 5 of the Magnificent 7 were green, and that's about it. You had Pfizer up 3%. Uh, Coca-Cola up 0.3% and what else? Boeing up 0.66% oh Nike up 6.6% um, on, on great earnings numbers the other day but I really have to pull teeth to find green on, on, on my charts so I'm sure there are like some outliers here, but for the you know for the most part, all the big cap names that need to be green were green. I think they held up the market. Looking at how we sold off all day, if the magnificent five of the seven did not close green, we probably would have closed down. You know, uh, as, we probably would have closed down much harder. Uh, the Nasdaq probably would have closed down. Uh, red down, you know, a percent. S and P probably would have closed down a percent if those did not hold up the markets. Um, let's see what else kind of stood out. So the UAW still on strike. I think uh, I have to look at my news feed, but they had threatened if nothing is uh, no progress is made by Friday, 
that they would start to expand the strikes on GM and Ford. So over the weekend, I'm sure that's going to be in the news. Uh, Again, the government shutdown is also looming over this weekend if an agreement is not reached, I think, by Sunday. Uh, The 10-year yield is still very high at 4.57. Crude oil, while red today and backing off, it's backing off from a high of 93 this week, which is still very high. Um, And energy in general is high. Um, let's see. The small caps led to the downside today, so that's something to watch, right? Like the Russell 2000 has 2000 stocks, and a lot of those uh, members of the Russell 2000 were red today. Um, you know, next week, what to watch? Uh, I would still be like a hawk watching yields the two-year the 10-year the 30-year mortgage uh keep watching the magnificent seven i'll do some chart analysis right now with you on this podcast and i'll look at all of them uh, the, the seven and economic data so next week um it's going to be more uh eventful than this week so you have on monday ISM Manufacturing. Tuesday, we have a glimpse at job openings. And Wednesday is the ADP uh, employment numbers um, and ISM service numbers with factory orders. And then on Friday, you have the U.S. uh, employment report, which will include the unemployment rate. Um, Let's do some charts real quick before I sign off for the weekend. When I take a look... At, I'll start with the Magnificent 7. So let's see if any one of these popped above its 50-day. Looking at Apple, still under the 50-day. Uh, I have it marked down as a horizontal line of support as 172. We broke that uh, two sessions ago. Uh, we're right there. We created a doji candle and we're sitting right at 172 today. I'm personally looking to get an iPhone 15. The more I research it, the more in doubt I am of the iPhone 15 Pro, the titanium version. A lot of reports on overheating, uh, brittle uh, frame where you can crack the glass on the Pro uh, Max version, the larger screen version. Um, So I may opt for the iPhone 15 basic the classic uh, 6.1 inch screen i've been on android for a long time and i'm looking to make the switch just i guess because i'm bored with android and um just want to try out the iphone um but yeah it's looking like not as a slam dunk of a sales pitch on the iphone 15 Excuse me while I take a sip of my whiskey here. Um, Let's see. So, yeah. uh, Apple looks at best to me like it's basically trapped between its 50-day moving average and 200-day. We may bounce all the way up to the falling 50-day moving average. If the bulls can get their act together... The 50-day moving average right now is at 181. 
whereas the stock is at 171. So that would be a potential up move to back test the 50 day, but we're well under it. Amazon, we uh, are under the 50 day, not a good sign. Google, oh, okay. We're like literally flirting with the 50 day moving average. Uh, it better hold. Uh, Meta is probably the strongest of the Magnificent Seven. It's right above the 50 day. That better hold as well. And Microsoft, we are under the 50 day. It looks like we may come under pressure here to meet the 200 day. Nvidia, oh boy. It's under the 50 day. It's about to test it. And we'll see what happens once it tests the 50 day moving average. I suspect we may peak above it and then fall. Uh, Tesla, right at the 50 day, right under it. So, yeah, we're set a precarious situation here. The dollar index still looks bullish here to me. The 10 year, definitely bullish, breaking out. Looks like we're heading to at least five percent the VIX let's see weak today but if we break out on the VIX above 20 it's gonna go to 25 in the blink of an eye um, let's see ITB which is the home builders index this looks pretty bad we are well under the 50-day and we'll see it's just trapped in between the 50 and the 200 uh, but it doesn't look like a good chart jp morgan under the 50 day looks like it's going to test it let's see what happens neo ev car maker just doing some random charts under the 50 and the 200 not good rivian uh this doesn't look too bad. It's above its 50-day today. It broke out above it. We may try to test 28 from here. It closed at 24 bucks, so there might be a four-dollar upside here on Rivian. SMH Semiconductors. Ooh, uh, it's trying to bounce here. It it failed this horizontal of 143.58, which would have been it's a calamity. But it, it's trying to back test the falling 50-day moving average. Let's see what SMH will do once it meets its 50-day. And TLT, oh my god, this is a total train wreck. If TLT loses this 80, what number, what is this, 87? Not good news. It closed at 88. If it loses 87, uh, the next support area is like, what is that? 81? And after that, it's like at 60. So keep a close eye on TLT and TBT. Uh, that's really it. Uh, I'll post these charts on the show notes. I'm actually going to try to release this either Friday night or Saturday morning just so you guys can digest this over the weekend and get ready for a fresh new month and the fresh new quarter it's supposed to be bullish so let's see 
uh, how we open up on Monday. Have a great weekend, everyone.